Welcome to episode 105 of Brody Sports Talk. I'm Derek Rusnick, and I'm joined by Caleb and Sean. Boys, how are you doing today? Uh, you know, I mean, it's it's been a uh, it's been an eventful day. I think um, I've got I've got young kids playing in the other room, screaming their heads off. So if anybody hears the faint sound of high pitched voices, I promise I haven't locked anybody in a closet. Or, like, there's nobody being tortured in the other room. They're just having fun with whatever it is they're doing. I will also say that currently my grief is that we're too far away from the NFL season, and I would like for it to be here. I completely agree with you. And speaking of the NFL season, we are going to talk about number 46 through 50, of the Brody 100. We're in the top 50, boys. Woo! Yeah. Finally okay. in the top half. <laughs> we did it. Coming in at the top of the second half of the Brody 100, we have... Brody number 50. Offensive guard Brandon Schiff from the Washington football team. Did I say that last name wrong? Uh, I would say Scherf. Sure. I think you, it's, you were close. I'm going to give you half credit. Brandon, I know you're Brandon Smurf. <laughs> Brandon, yes. Brandon is a listener, of avid listener. He, he uh, reviews us every single week and tells us that we're doing a good job. So, Brandon, go ahead and give us a, a, a breakdown of how to say your last name. But that being said, uh, Brandon, out, Brandon Scherf, Smurf, Chef out of the Washington football team. Hopefully by when the season starts, they will have a new name. He it was first team all pro last year and a staple for that offensive line um, who opened holes all season long for Antonio Gibson. Um, this, uh, this team can go a long way if they focus on defense and they focus on the run game. And they can beat up uh, at least three other teams that are in the division. I don't know if any, if either one of you guys are fans of anyone in that same division, mm. but yeah, no. uh, so what Ron Rivera has done with uh, the team, um, I think, can continue with uh, with Brandon on that line and can be a staple for a long time. Uh, Caleb, how do you feel about? our guard play here. I think that part of the reason why Brandon Scherf is one of the only guards to get franchised is because of how critical he is, especially in that division. Uh, You've heard us previously talk about Leonard Williams on the Giants defensive line. Uh, At some point we will talk about a player on the Eagles defensive line that is also important that Brandon needs to be blocking on a regular basis. it really is one of those where his matchups may not always seem the most consequential, but I also don't think that most guards are as consistent as he is. I know that he has missed a couple of games each of the last few years, which is probably the only thing that gives me a little bit of worry for him. However, I think that just what he does and who he goes up against. I think he is the the anchor on that offensive line right now. And 
if he does not have a good season, I can tell you that Washington is going to be in the tank early and often. And because they're not going to be able to get as much going in the run game or the pass game. Um, I know Ryan Fitzpatrick held up his like first day of training camp sign and said his buddies were uh, Curtis, you know, Curtis Samuel and Scary Terry. But his buddy is really Brandon Scherf. Brandon Scherf is his buddy who blocks for him and keeps him standing. And when you're an older quarterback, you really love being able to not get knocked down. And Brandon Scherf needs to keep doing that for the team. Yeah, I hear that's that's pretty pretty good. Generally works as an offensive lineman. You don't want people to you want the right people to fall down, not the wrong people. Exactly. Brody number forty nine. Uh, Speaking of people who try to make you fall down, let's go to Brody number 49, which is Shaquille Barrett, the outside linebacker of the Tampa Bay Bucks. What's there to say about this dude? Uh, He led the NFL in 2019 with 19 and a half sacks, and then he had eight sacks in the regular season this past year and had another four in the playoffs. The last time you saw him, he was chasing Patrick Mahomes into the parking lot of <laughs> Buccaneer Stadium because it didn't seem like Mahomes was getting away from him on the field ever. Uh, I I feel bad including him on the list, and I'm going to let Derek have a moment of silence so that he doesn't have to address the fact that he w- left as a free agent willingly from the Denver Broncos to Tampa, and they really didn't get anything for him or use him to the potential they could have while they had him. Sean, I know that Shaq Barrett is one of the people that I was pounding the table like, if Tampa doesn't bring him back, he is going to make a huge impact somewhere else. I just am curious, do you think that he uh, keeps that level of play coming in 2021, or do you think that there's even some improvement or regression from Shaq Barrett? Um, I'm actually, I don't know if this is a spicy take or not. I'm going to say there's going to be a little bit of regression uh, I think that, you know, if there's any solace that Derek can take is that I feel like uh, Shaq Barrett's going to be further removed from the 2019 season uh, than approaching it. Uh, <clears throat> there really is, I think, for a lot of star defensive players on a Super Bowl winning team, uh, you generally that that I don't say it's not even really a chip on your shoulder. It's more of this, you know, I've already achieved the thing that I am here to achieve. And I mean, he got, he got paid. He got that contract extension. Uh, He had the big playoff run, which is really what earned it. He had a rather average, I think uh, 2020 season heading into the playoffs. And really that actually the Super Bowl is what got him $72 million. So I would fully expect him to, probably post numbers similar to how he did kind of in the middle of his career. Uh, maybe he doesn't even break six sacks. Uh, I I don't think that's going to be a sign of him being a bad player. Uh, I think this is going to be a sign of teams ready to deal with the Bucs a bit more. You know, it's one of those things that you've seen consistently with playoff winners that aren't the Patriots is that next season teams are marking, circling them, you know, circling that date as, you know, we're going to take it to this team. Uh, I, I fully expect there to be a statistical regression from Shaq Barrett in the 2021 season. Brody number 48. 
Uh, now, speaking of a team that hopes for uh, a not a regression and some at least continued growth this late in the year or this late in his career, uh, let's talk about number 48. And that's going to be the new quarterback for the Rams, the former Detroit Lion, Matthew Stafford. Uh, I know that for me, I kind of expected him not to end up with the Rams. I know we were talking about where, you know, they're doing the offseason quarterback carousel shuffling. I don't know uh, if I if I said that he was going to end up on the Rams or I'm fairly certain I didn't. Uh, I think this is a fantastic fit for him. Uh, it's he finally escaped Detroit because you can't have you know what in Detroit. Uh, <laughs> certainly you can't have a, you know playoff victories or playoff berths. Uh, so now he has a chance to actually win something substantial. And this is a Rams team uh, that has felt like there's a missing component and a missing piece. Uh, so we skipped you on the Shaq Barrett. So I'm going to go over to you first, Derek, on this. Matt Stafford at 48. Is he the missing piece the Rams need? No, no, he's um, he is a piece and he might be a piece that can get something close to done. But I think that uh, Sean McVay needs to go to the draft and get someone that fits his system perfectly. Now, that being said, I think Matthew Stafford's a great quarterback. I think that he is very talented and I think the Rams are going to go to the playoffs this year. How deep a run they go into, well, that's another episode. But um, I, I think that he is going to to be good in the Rams. I mean, I think that L.A. suits him. Um, California sun doesn't hurt anybody except for their pocketbook. So that being said, uh, Caleb, any thoughts on Matthew Stafford? Uh, I do think that there are many instances where people say Matthew Stafford is underrated. And uh, I was double checking his career and he was hurt like the first two seasons and he missed part of 2019 with an injury. But other than that, he has played all 16 games for the bulk of his career. And he's somehow only 33 years old, which in quarterback terms means he can play for the Los Angeles Rams for the next 15 seasons. <laughs> uh, I I do think that Stafford is getting a huge upgrade and I might have been a little unfair to him and having him as low as I did. I think that he could be higher. I want to see how the Stafford McVeigh relationship really works. Everyone has put McVeigh as this presumed wonderkind of being able to make offenses look awesome which some of that is fair. He made Jared Goff look like an NFL quarterback for several years when he did not look like an NFL quarterback for the year or two before McVay was there. I also go, look at the situation he's getting out of in Detroit where he was throwing to, I mean, yeah, Kenny Galladay was there this past year, but it was, it was not good. Like He didn't have a good line. He didn't have people around him. We've already talked about Andrew Whitworth. Uh, I know that Sean and I are both big on Cam Akers. It's really one of those things where I think that whether it's Robert Woods or Cooper Cup, that Stafford is going to make this Rams offense hum at a completely different level because Stafford has been a top 10 quarterback despite being 
a quarterback that has a career losing record. His record has been Detroit, not Matthew Stafford. Uh, also, I found this to be a bit of a surprise, but depending on how well he does this season, he could be putting himself to where he's nearing the top 10 of career passing yards leaders. Uh, he's literally only like 6,000 back of number 10 right now, which some of that's going to switch around depending on, because I mean the top five or there's five players that are active that Stafford is fifth for active players. If, could he go up and get in the neighborhood of someone like Warren Moon, who I think we all have a greater amount of respect for than what we feel like when we say Matthew Stafford? I mean, he started with the Lions when he was 21. So the fact that he's 33, he's doing really good. Brody number 47. All good points. So staying on the offensive side of the football and going back to the NFC North, we have number 47, Allen Robinson from the Chicago Bears. So Allen caught a couple of balls last year and does a pretty good job of uh, taking the ball, matriculating the ball down the field. Um, last year he had 102 receptions for 1,250 yards. Um, that's pretty good from what I understand about football. Um, and he could be just as good this year if the rumors out of Chicago are true that the the new Bears uh, quarterback is just as good as, or better than uh, what he was in college. So that being said, um, Sean, what do you think about Allen Robinson? Uh, I'm happy for him. He may actually have a quarterback who can get him the ball. The fact that he has 1,200, he got 1,200 yards last season when he had to deal with the same sort of uh, quarterback struggles and offensive struggles that the Bears had. Like, I am, I was incredibly impressed. Uh, he was the one consistent bright spot in their offense and uh, the most reliable player offensively that they had. And if Justin Fields ends up being the quarterback that, you know, Bears fans dream that he can be, Bears. I think that, you know, this is going to somehow, I mean, I would expect him to potentially match what he did early on in his career when he was with the Jags and they had that crazy, you know, like, like we had that monstrous season, 1400 yards, 14 touchdowns. Uh, I mean, I could see something very similar to that if Fields comes out and has a really good rookie season uh, and emerges as the de facto, you know, like guy in Chicago. Now, I know, just a spoiler alert, uh, our fellow, feller, our fellow co-host, our fellow co-host, Caleb, uh, not the biggest Bears fan. So speaking as uh, objectively as you can, uh, what do you think you're going to see out of Allen Robinson uh, this season, Caleb? I think part of why I know I was a little bit lower on Allen Robinson than you guys were is that I just, I still don't know that the quarterback situation has been solved. 
when we were leading up to the draft, we talked about how Justin Fields had a slower passing motion than the other top quarterbacks in the draft. And I do think that that's going to end up being a factor, despite the fact that the hype train is all the way there. Matt Nagy is still coming out in press conferences and saying, Andy Dalton is our QB one. And I, I really wanted to give Derek a hard time when he was like, if he's better than he was in college, I mean, it's tough to be better than Dalton was in college. He was pretty dang good at TCU. So uh, it uh, like, even so, when you think about the fact that Allen Robinson has had most of his career passes thrown to him by Blake Bortles, the legend that he is, <laughs> Nick Foles, and Mitch Trubisky, like, <laughs> it's it's not that we are, like, I'm not necessarily trying to keep Allen Robinson down. I think that talent-wise, Allen Robinson might be one of the best NFL wide receivers. It just doesn't come all the way through because – uh, you got to have someone throw you the ball. Uh, and he doesn't have that. Uh, like Chicago, maybe things will be better. But Blake Bortles, Nick Foles, Mitch Trubisky, and this is not like late 2017 Nick Foles. This is Nick Foles with Matt Nagy. So uh, I just think that it's not not to be – Allen Robinson's year. Let's go ahead and go to Brody number 46. Brody number 46. Which is Vaughn Miller, the outside linebacker of the Denver Broncos. Now, Vaughn Miller has some fantastic career accolades. He has won a Super Bowl. He won the 2011 Defensive Rookie of the Year. He's a three-time All-Pro. Uh, When the Hall of Fame did their all-2010s team, they included Von Miller on it. Unfortunately, we did not get to see him on the field this past season as he opted out, I believe, after he had tested positive. And he really seemed like he was discouraged by that. I do – well, he had tested positive and then he – did he tear his ACL? He went on IR for a different he dislocated his permeal tendon. Oh, that sounds horrible. I don't even know what a permeal tendon is, but I, I would like to keep mine located properly. Uh, <laughs> what What's there to say about the guy? Unfortunately, you know, 2019 wasn't his top year as a player either. Uh, it was one of the first years in many years he didn't have double-digit sacks. He had eight. I do think that he has the potential especially with Vic Fangio. He makes some of these people look fantastic. I think Khalil Mack looked best when Vic Fangio was there in Chicago. And I think that he can make Von Miller look good. It just is a matter of, you know, can he still do it at 32 years of age? I'm leaning yes right now, but it may not be that same way. Uh, Derek, I know you are our resident Bronco expert. Where where do you stand on Von Miller? Yeah, so I I stand Von Miller as the kids uh, kids call it nowadays. He did miss all last year due to a dislocated tendon, and um, for many other things, I'm sure um, to get him back to uh, to full health. I don't know if he'll ever be the player that he was, the disruptor that he was, but I know that he has a lot of knowledge. 
and a lot of leadership that he can bring back to the to the defense and with some recent secondary signings and re-signings. Um, I think that the Broncos defense will get back to their former glory with him at outside linebacker, defensive end, edge, whatever you want to, wherever you want to put him. Um, and, you know, as Caleb has, has said that I, I am the Broncos fan. And so my opinions are probably well slated toward uh, the Broncos are the best and everyone is dookie. But let's go ahead and uh, wrap up this episode. And uh, if you want to leave us a review uh, or give us a five-star rating on any of your favorite podcast platforms, please do that. And we are a, well, we, we consider ourselves a five-star podcast and we would like a five-star from you. Follow us on Twitter at Brody Talk. Our merch can be found at link uh, linktree slash Brody Talks. So it's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Brody Talk. On behalf of Caleb, Sean, and myself, I hope you all have a wonderful day. Later. See you guys.